0: Let's face it, when we're at work, there's a great deal of stress, and it seems the harder we work and the more time we put in, the stress gets greater and greater. According to the American Institute of Stress, jobs are far and away the major source of stress for Americans with workloads and people issues in the workplace, causing the most of it. Joining me today as my guest on Primary Care Today is Gina Cho. She's co-author of The Anxious Lawyer, an eight-week guide to a joyful and satisfying law practice through mindfulness and meditation, of course. Most of us aren't really practicing law, we're practicing medicine, but many of these concepts and issues are very similar, and I thought it would be an excellent idea to have her on the program. Gina, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you so much for having me, Brian.
0: I know you talk a lot about mindfulness and how mindfulness can help your career and help you overall. Can you define for us what what mindfulness is as you see it?
1: Sure. Very simply put, mindfulness means to be in the present moment without preference and judgment. And I think we all have this experience of having our mind be someplace different than where we are physically. So you may be at the office um, working and, of course, your mind is thinking about all the things that you left undone at home or perhaps thinking about the future or the past. So mindfulness is just the practice of constantly returning ourselves back to the present moment.
0: Now that, as we all know, can be very difficult in some cases. What are some of the challenges, uh, you know, to try to achieve that goal? If you really want to do it, um, what are some of the barriers that that keep us out of the present moment?
1: Well, I think we all have a, sort of a habitual tendency to have our mind constantly be worrying, for example, or um, feeling anxious about some future event that we have no control over. Um, you know, we may be thinking about some event that happened in the past. So, you know, all of this. And I think it's just our mind is so wired to be at a different place than where we are um, in this present moment. I think that's really the biggest barrier.
0: Now, part of this, I think, is meditation, the ability to meditate. I mean, when a lot of us think about meditation, we think of you know going off in a distant area, thinking of the ocean or doing this or that. What types of meditation can you do during the workday in the middle of everything?
1: So we can just do a very simple uh, meditation where we focus on some physical sensations, something fairly tactile that we can use, for example, the sensation of the movement of the breath, which is constantly with us. Or you can even just bring your attention to your feet and noticing the pressure of your feet against the floor below you um, or noticing the sounds around you. So actually... Noticing something that's happening in the moment um, helps us to ground us in this moment.
0: And when we're doing that, or at least trying to do that, is that something that some people just develop naturally, or do you have to be trained?
1: Um, You know, I think it's something that we can learn to do, just like physical exercise. Um, You know, we can learn some tools and learn to do certain types of exercises. I think very similarly, we can train our mind uh, to focus, to increase focus and concentration.
0: When you decided to write this book, what motivated you? Um, an area of interest, or did you notice that lawyers in particular were having struggles? What, why this book for this audience?
1: Well, I think, as the title suggests, I used to be the anxious lawyer. Um, and I think, you know, anxiety is so prevalent, of course, not just in law, but certainly in medicine. Um, I talked to a lot of um, doctors who. We're also experiencing anxiety, and it's just sort of wanting to control something that is beyond our control. Some future event, we want to deliver the right outcome for our patients or our clients, and, you know, this sort of um, a sense of incredibly high expectations of ourselves. Um, and we also can be very, very critical of ourselves, you know, not really... Um, giving ourselves a break when things don't go as anticipated and sort of allowing ourselves to be flexible.
0: Well, you know, you bring up an interesting point. I think many people, not all, but many people who strive and do the work to become a lawyer or to become a physician, they're probably pretty driven and they're used to achieving goals, setting goals and, and, and meeting them. And you're right. When you're probably in a busy law practice, I don't practice law, but I can only imagine. And in medicine, I can tell you, you know, things just don't turn out the way you plan probably most of the time. I mean, you're always being surprised uh, by yeah. things. And if you if you can't handle that or, or how you deal with it can have a big part in your day-to-day feelings about yourself.
1: Yeah, and I think part of that is this practice of compassion towards yourself and others, which is a core component of any mindfulness practice, and we certainly discuss this a lot in the book, and, you know, can we sort of treat ourselves as we we would um, someone that we deeply care about? And I think because we're so type A and we're very, very driven, um, as you mentioned, we can sort of use the stick to motivate ourselves. And, you know, what would it be like if we replaced it with a carrot? And I think if we just start to sort of tune in to that narrative that's constantly in our mind, um, you know, it's very critical. And, Very, very harsh. Um, And I think that can stop us from being our best selves. You know, it can really stifle our ability to be creative, think outside the box, um, et cetera.
0: You're listening to Primary Care today on Reach MD. My guest is Gina Cho. She is co author of The Anxious Lawyer. And we are talking about mindfulness dealing with stress. And uh, one of the things that I know when I talk to my colleagues, it's they feel that. There's more work each and every day. It seems like uh, what they might have done a year ago seemed easy compared to new stresses, whether they be economic stresses, more paperwork, uh, the challenges of the electronic medical world and medicine, those sorts of things. Uh, when people see that and they get frustrated by that, that's a natural feeling. How do they offset it? What, like, what would you suggest for people in that situation where they feel I'm, I'm getting you know it's closing in on me?
1: Yeah, and I think that's something that all of us are struggling with, right? There's constantly more demands. Everything is moving faster and faster, and there's these, you know, we're being pulled in 26 different directions at any given point. So this ability to actually train our mind to focus on one thing at a time, what is actually happening in that moment, frees up more time for us. Because if you're not constantly worrying about the future or something that happened in the past, then you can become more efficient with your time. Also, I think it helps you understand your own boundaries. Um, you know, the truth of the matter is every single one of us is only given 1,440 minutes a day, and so we have to actually be choosy about what we decide to spend our time doing. And, you know, part of, I think, mindfulness practice is recognizing when you're just stressed, you know, when you're just spread way too thin and saying, no, I can't take on this additional obligation or request that's being placed on me.
0: What about people who are getting older in their career? Uh, I speak to people who might be, you know, five, ten years away from retirement and they're they're talking about the fact that they may have not prepared mentally, they might be physically prepared, they may even be financially prepared, but they haven't developed other hobbies, other ways to relax, as you talk about. Is that a problem that you see and and deal with in the book?
1: Yeah, and I think it's certainly, uh, you know, we have the similar issue in law as well, especially as people are living longer and people are healthier for longer periods of time. And I think we can sort of get so involved with work that we don't really pause to say, you know, what are those other things that I really enjoy in my life? What are those things that bring me a sense of joy? And I think just having that awareness um, and that self-knowledge, which is really the foundation of a mindfulness practice, kind of allows us to start tuning in and saying, you know, I'm planning on retiring X years from now. And, you know, what am I going to fill my time with? And I think that requires some level of uh, introspection.
0: So if you were going to help somebody now, you were talking to them and you were saying, here are some steps you can do in your workday. A physician, let's say, going in, you know, they're seeing patients in an office five days a week, maybe 20, 25 patients a day, or they're doing rounds all day. What sort of things would you suggest to them to try to make it a little different and try to see some changes in their workday.
1: I think having some um, pauses, um, and there may be sort of natural pauses that you can add into your day. So, for example, um, as you're washing your hands in between seeing patients, you can actually use that moment to catch your breath, um, letting go of, you know, whatever you may have heard, um, witnessed with your uh, previous patient, and just really noticing the sensation of the water um, and, you know, the soap in your hands and then sort of mentally preparing yourself for your next patient so you're not sort of dragging in all the, um, you know, the trauma and the suffering and, you know, whatever um, your previous patients may have brought into the room with you. So actually almost sort of like resetting yourself in between seeing patients, I think would be just a very simple exercise that we can um, all do or you know perhaps especially like when you're opening the door to see your next patient you can just you know take a moment to take three nice um you know inhalation and exhalation really engaging the diaphragm.
0: You know we've had guests on the program talking about issues like neck pain and back pain and trying to make sure you get some exercise, you know, the whole problems associated with sitting too much or whatever, mm-hmm. and and it's kind of a similar thing, like, okay, you're going to be at work a certain amount of time, so take a minute or two here or there and maximize it, and I think that's kind of what you're getting at, like, something as simple as washing your hands is a break if you make it one.
1: Exactly, yeah, and we may not all have, you know, half hour, an hour to meditate every day, but we can actually have these very short moments of mindfulness where um, we're sort of centering ourselves and, and also just checking in and saying, okay, well, how am I in this moment? You know, how's my stress level? How's my anxiety level? Am I hungry? Am I thirsty? Really um, taking a moment to practice self-care.
0: I'm speaking with Gina Cho on Primary Care Today. I'm your host, Dr. Brian McDonough. Gina holds a JD from Yale Law School. She's a columnist for the Huffington Post, where she writes topics related to meditation, leadership, and the financial industry. In addition to that, uh, she has a really good understanding of not just professions, but how we deal with these types of stresses. Um, What do you say to people who are skeptical? Uh,
1: Well, I think the... Perhaps the most powerful proof is to just try it for yourself and see, um, you know, actually commit to, let's say, doing a two-minute of um, meditation per day for 21 days and see for yourself. Um, But in addition to that, since, you know, this is a show for, um, you know, for doctors, there's so much scientific evidence out there that meditation and mindfulness is good for you. It's good for a lot of health issues. Um, it's also good for sort of clearing your mind. Um, you know, it's good for the, just things like reducing stress and anxiety. So obviously there's a huge body of research that um, any of your listeners can just go out and find.
0: Now, you're a regular contributor of Forbes, so some of our audience may know that um, from reading what you have to say. Uh, do you get feedback from any of the people you deal with? I know you regularly speak on women's issues, diversity, wellness, those sorts of things. And, and when you get feedback, what are some of the comments?
1: Um, a lot of the comments are, you know, I didn't realize sort of how um, not present I was until I started practicing mindfulness and meditation. And I think you know, even just the way that we relate to those people that we love, like you know, children, our own, our kids or our spouses, um, just those people that are close to us, I think we have this tendency to sort of take those very precious people and those precious moments for granted and we can sort of really um, look at all the things that are going wrong with our life and not really pausing to practice things like gratitude. So I think a lot of people tell me that once they started practicing mindfulness and meditation, they had this increased sense of contentment and happiness Um, and I think that's you know just such a beautiful benefit to doing this practice.
0: Now when you deal with people and you talk about that you're on the road probably you're under a lot of stress what do you do how do you get through the day?
1: Um, Yeah so a lot of the practices that I shared with you I do um, you know as well so when I'm in the shower I think shower is a wonderful time to practice mindfulness Actually, just taking a moment to notice, you know, and just really um, luxuriating and the sensation of the warm water, all the different, you know, products that we use to clean ourselves, and um, really just, you know, taking these little moments. Um, you know, when I see my husband um, first thing in the morning, just actually just taking a moment to uh, notice how grateful I am that we're both healthy, we have enough to eat, you know, we um, have this really uh, sweet um, life, Uh know, before I answer the phone, I just take a moment to um, catch my breath. Really, cultivating the sense of ease throughout the day. Um, And, you know, of course, obviously taking time to go for walks. Um, I also garden, uh, which is a great sense of joy in my life as well.
0: You know, I think one of the things that you do, or at least you you were talking about in your work, is not only do you appreciate things, but you probably have worked to learn to appreciate it. And rather than complain, Um, that helps you deal with stress indirectly because you're not necessarily worrying when you're thinking about happier things.
1: Yeah, yeah. And of course, our brain is hardwired to have this negativity bias where we're constantly sort of on the lookout for all the things that can go wrong in our life. I think it's really important to sort of intentionally train our mind so it's more balanced. It's not constantly looking for, um, you know, what can go wrong and what is, you know, wrong with my life and actually... Um, you know, really um, having that sense of, um, you know, just happiness and gratitude for all the gifts that we do have in our life.
0: Anything that I didn't ask you that you wanted to bring up um, and and discuss with us uh, before the program ends? Um,
1: You know, again, I think really just I want to encourage everyone to just, you know, commit to a very short practice on a daily basis and um, and just see, you know, if that makes a difference. I think that's really the most powerful proof is to see for yourself.
0: (laughs) Gina Cho, I want to thank you for joining us on Primary Care Today. It's been very interesting. Hopefully we'll all take a page out of your book, so to speak, and and begin trying to at least get some relaxation in the day. Uh,
1: Thank you so much for having me, Brian.
0: This is Dr. Brian McDonough. If you missed any of this discussion, please visit reachmd.com slash Today. You can download the podcast. You can learn more about the series. Thank you for listening and being a part of the knowledge.